the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vault, Ruins of Gauntlet. We fade in on our characters who are enjoying a bit of their downtime at the Rowdy Rockfish. The tone here is very mellow, with the music of Halandar drawing in the few patrons who are still up. Outside the window, we can see a thick fog settling in over the harbor town, with a fairly bright moon lighting up the sky. The door swings open, and we see Nulara wander in, her eyes meeting the rest of you, as she walks over to take her seat at the sparsely filled tavern. The barkeep, a dwarven woman named Brelda Vinkerville, looks up, happy to be distracted from her thoughts, and smiles at Nulara. Can I get you something? We have some uh, above-average ale in stock. Three for my table, please. For there, she, for them. Yeah, she she nods and she she begins getting the glasses out and drawing the ale and she's but she like kind of brings it over and drops it off of your table as you come take a seat. It's above average. It's not not earth shattering. She pretty much sold it as was above average. And so, like as you guys sit around the table and the music draws to its end as Hal kind of finishes playing, you have a moment to relax together and reflect on maybe some things you've seen and or learned. I'll give you guys a moment here to converse. Uh, Mokta, I see that you uh, prefer the ribier. We found this one in the uh, lighthouse. It was in some mud, but there was no mud sticking to this. Perhaps uh, you could be of more use with it uh, than I am. This is quite the blade, my friend. If you insist that you are not using it, I would be happy to accept. That was a uh, pretty good swordsmanship there. Just don't try to climb with it. <laughs> of course, of course. When you jumped from the ledge, you might want to uh, hold it away from you. Otherwise, it might stab you like that bird stabbed you. Don't worry. I'm going to step back from that ledge, my friend. I heard you play just a little bit of melodies in our battles, but that was quite the performance. Of course, John Tesh is fantastic. It's a very popular tune from the Obel. Uh, perhaps not so much here, uh, Diobel, you know, uh, city that's 
further inland than uh, Otari, of course. So perhaps uh, it has not made it here. Perhaps we can make it famous. I mean, perhaps I can make it famous. Ooh, you can. Definitely. Have you guys been waiting long or? Uh, not too long. Apparently you're a quick eater, huh? <laughs> right, right. I was just going to eat. Uh, no, I didn't that I wanted to have a meal with you guys. We almost died together. Might as well share a meal together. If I can be so bold, uh, Mukta almost died. And I think we were good. And then you uh, speared that guy right through him and he was done. He was a dead bird. One's not the stone and there were no two birds, but you killed him anyway. When I see a giant bird doll, like my mother always warned me about, coming after my <laughs> new friend, Halarmony, I will leap off any roof. No question. I will give him a rapier salute and... Put it back in my belt. You also, I don't think you guys ever really had a time to figure out the, the magic items you had, right? Or did I tell you guys what they were? So who, was it Mukta? Were you the one that reached in and took it? I think I just checked for traps and ha I gave it, or either had Helarmony get it or got, gave it to him. So if, if you guys want, you know, you have some time here, perhaps somebody wants to try to identify this magical, these magical items. I look to both Clovis and Hal. You both seem very proficient in the Arcana. Would you perhaps, or perchance, identify these things? I can Would see you... Juetun, but I cannot identify. It is a wand and a scroll. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and I am uh, definitely not uh, very good at Arcana. Mm, perhaps uh, when we go to Ren, she can help us out. Weren't we going to go tonight and check in? Yes, we were. We were, but, um, and then I look, I look at all of us with the swamp water, so staining our clothes. I mean, should we clean up first, or? We stopped by the uh, as is. bathhouse on the way, and uh, ah, we're immaculately ah, clean. It's uh, around the corner. A lot. I mean, we can montage you getting cleaned up at the bathhouse. No, well, like... I will wear this proudly. <laughs> okay. So that you can see how. The, the shit that we had to go through. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. But getting Ren to help identify these things, that totally makes sense if you guys don't have the, the skills or the, the uh, trained ability to do so. An old conjurer I met on the trade routes once taught me a spell. Let me give it a try. And Mukta waves his hands very grandiosely and says, You mo guai guai fai chi chao. You mo guai guai fai chi chao. You mo guai guai fai chi chao. Did it work? Do you know what it is? <laughs> I do. It's a scroll and a wand. <laughs> uh, maybe, I, I don't know. I can take a look if that is okay. I was just playing. Let me see them. Oh, are you trained? In Arcana, I'm trained. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and give me an uh, Arcana check or a... Um, I think it's, it's an Identify Magic check, but it's just uh, Arcana. All right, let us see how this goes. That is a natural 20. Yeah, so trained action identify magic is an arcana trained action. So, yep, natural 20, not too shabby. So, uh, you know, without a doubt, that these two uh, these two items, the wand is a wand of healing. Ooh. Mm. Uh, perhaps, it's a first uh, level wand of heal. Perhaps uh, you may want to carry this, uh, my friend, Clovis. I can touch you on the on the shoulder and heal you. Perhaps you need to carry the wand. Yeah, the the way wands work is they like hold the spell in them, right? And you can 
cast the spell from the wand once per day for free. And then... Can you hit more than one person, or is it just one? Well, it casts the heal spell, right? So you'd have to look at what the heal spell is. I know for a heal, one action is, you know, it's it's a touch, two actions. Uh, it has 30 feet, and then if you use all three actions, any and all living and undead creatures in that area. Oh, so you're saying it can do one of three things, depending on what you can do with it. Is that what you're saying, Clovis? So once per day, you can use it. If you try to use it another time, you use the, you cast the spell, and then there's a DC 10 flat check. If you succeed, the wand breaks, and if you fail, the wand is completely destroyed. The other thing you find is the scroll of Restore Senses, which allows you to cast the spell Restore Senses, which allows you to cast the Restore Senses. It's a first, it's a second level spell. It's Divine, Occult, and Primal. So it seems like either Hal or Clovis would both be able to use it. You in, I insist you use it, uh, Clovis. I have this here on my ear. I think we should be good. You should you should take that one. Perfect. I will uh, I will take it. So just note you guys have those. It, is that the um, gem, strange gem we got from the back of oh. Bird Doll Magical as well, Hal? Uh, when like uh, Hal uses like a detect magic like spell, it doesn't appear magical. Yeah, I'm gonna say it doesn't actually say for sure, but I'm going to say that yes, the gem is magical. You look at it right, just looking at it, it it's like a gem which has some value to it. Probably not the most valuable of gems. It's only worth about five gold, but there's some kind of magical effect on it that has a. I'm going to say it basically has necromantic energy in it. That's I wonder if it could point. act like a defibrillator when one of us dies. What if it's necromantic? Yeah. Might, might be interesting to find out, huh? <laughs> if somebody is interested in making a recall knowledge check, we can definitely try. This would be, uh, let's see. It'd be, it'd be an arcana-based check. Unless you have some kind of lore that you can apply to this skill. I don't know what lore you guys have. If you have lores on soulbound dolls of some sort, or arcana, or crafting even. It could be crafting or arcana. Spirit lore? I don't think spirit lore would apply to this one, but you could try it. Just It wouldn't be impossible to make that roll. It just would be a little bit harder of a DC. I have crafting as well, so... You want to try give it a crafting? Give it a crafting check, right? It's a gem. <laughs> oh, it was a 19 for right a second. Right <laughs> No, uh, you got it out of your system. Yeah. So you uh, you have a bit of a hard time coming up with like, figuring out what this gem could possibly be. You don't have any idea, Mukta. This is very powerful. I think I should not tell you what it does. It, this, this knowledge is very dangerous. Around this time, like, Brelda comes back over to your table and she says, it's a, I don't mean to interrupt, it, it's closing time. So is there anything more you need before I call it a night? Well, are we uh, going to visit Drent? Are you? We're going now or in the morning? Well, she what she does is she she kind of looks and she just takes a key out of her pocket and she puts it on the table in, in front of you guys because she's, you know, you guys are really close friends with her based on your earlier roles with her. So she's kind of supporting you guys. So she gives you a key and she just says, if if you head out, just make sure to lock up, lock the door behind you. Oh, wow. This is very generous of you. I think Nulara should carry the key. She is the most response. She is the strongest of, of, of us all. 
And so she's like, she chases like basically the rest of the patrons out. Anyone that doesn't have a room here, anyone that has a room goes up to the room. Everyone else gets chased out and it leaves just you guys kind of around like a candlelit table. You know what you I just see... realized? What's that? And it's so crazy. We've only, well, Hal and I have only met you guys this morning. Indeed. But it felt, would... it feels like a, well, for me personally, <laughs> that I, I know you guys for, for, for weeks. Near death experiences and good cups of ale That's create strong true. bonds. That's what my mother always said. And don't, uh, and don't follow the bird dolls. Yes, of the bird dolls. Yes, yes. Number one, of course. Uh, you all seem to be quite liked and trusted by the the owner here. Well, is Aurelia still, like, off to the backside of the... Yeah, like, the whole, like, place gets dim and dark, but you can just see the, the cracked open door in her workshop, and there's, like, the flickering light in there. She's definitely hard at work. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure... It's very hard to miss, but that explosion, the woman behind that, uh, she, we used to travel with her very briefly, but we, we did used to travel with her and she was the one who made, um, acquaintances with the owner of this establishment. You know, I play music for her, all her patrons, um, and they enjoy it. This How place to? gets packed. You should have been here last night, wall to wall, standing room only. <laughs> Hopefully one of these days, as we continue our adventure, you get to see the crowd that Hal gets to pull in. I can only imagine, my friend. You must have hordes of fans. Flashback to a natural one performance check. <laughs> but you only really care about one, right, Hal? What is this one? Your girl! Oh! We used to talk about her a lot. <laughs> of course, Sweet Caroline. I wrote a song. Yeah. You should hear it sometime. <laughs> Wow, that's very unique. I've never heard of that title before. He has already forgot about his girl. No, I have not forgot. I wrote a song. It's forever in my memory banks. When we used to go out to the festivals, everybody would gather around. There's like a little bit, because like, like a crossfade, right? As you guys are like sitting on the table laughing. Uh, and we cut to you guys kind of approaching Rin's tent. So you find the elvish tiefling woman sitting in her usual spot inside her tent with the sky open. She welcomes new Lara and Palarmony with a smile. I see you've crossed paths already. Ahead of schedule, but alas, fate isn't precise now, is it? She brings you into her tent. Tell me what you've learned since we last talked. I assume you've encountered spirits of some kind? Everyone starts talking and stopping and like looking at each other, and then <laughs> Rin's just, just patiently smiles and like waits for somebody to take the lead. She turns one eye and on you, Mukta. I mean, the, my new friends saved my life from the bird doll. If she, if they say she punched the ghost, well, she punched the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, uh, she, she listens and she's taking a sip from her tea. And she says, "Well, ghosts are just spirits who are unable to pass, usually having died through extreme circumstances of some kind." Horribly violent deaths can lead to angry ghosts, yeah. Not all spirits are hostile. Do you know if, um, you, you seem to be knowledgeable about these ghosts. Do you know if putting them in some sort of beam would make them angry? Ah, yes. Yeah, she, she kind of strokes her chin a bit, and she's like, hmm, 
Not anything I'm aware of. I imagine there's all kinds of magics I'm unaware of. Like a some kind of ghost-busting beam, perhaps? I don't think so. Not ghost-busting. Definitely not ghost-busting. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, ghost-stopping? I don't know about busting. <laughs> well, just remember, no matter how angry a spirit or how hostile a spirit is, there's always a way to lay a ghost to rest. You just have to find what keeps it tethered to this world and resolve it. Well, from the way the... I forgot her name, but she looked like a really angry doll. Apparently, the lighthouse at night shoots out a beam full of ghosts. And then I pull out the canvases that um, we picked up. Oh, like I said, very nice. beam of ghosts, huh? Yeah, and she's looking it over, and she's she. Um, you actually like watch as she she kind of almost seems a little not shocked, but like there's not, like a recognition on her face, like something isn't completely right. And she goes, "Odd, I've seen similar imageries in my dreams." Did it involve the woman dressed in a in, in this gown? She smiles and she says, "Well, surely you must know who this woman is." It's Belcora. I'm sorry. We're from what I've learned, the four of us aren't um, locals to this town. Ah, right. Well, I can give you a brief history lesson, but once upon a time, a witch sorcerer, really named Belcora, took up residence and built that lighthouse and that that structure that still stands today. It was constructed under her orders a group of adventurers named the rose guard rose up went to the to the keep and defeated her something in the neighborhood of about 500 years ago or so and she turns and looks and you see like off in the background like ellen is kind of like at the shop like like back to like fixing books and stuff and then ellen just kind of gives like a little nod like you know like yeah you're correct anyways it was those heroes who settled down and created this town, Otari. Named after one of their own who, uh, as I'm understood, fell in their confrontation. Otari was his name, or his last name. The cape is laid, laid in ruin for the last 500 years, ever since. So her, and she points at the, the, the rolled-up picture, like, she's she was defeated by the Rose Guard, and the town was saved. Well, the town didn't exist yet, but you know, the region was saved. Was this uh, Balcora? Was she uh, like my companions here, like you, or maybe more akin to someone like me, maybe but with more, you know, serpent-like qualities? She dabbled in many different forms of arcane, but... Honestly, there's not too much known about her. She was pretty secretive about her plans. The one thing that she didn't hide was that she served a god known as Nimbaloth. Not sure how familiar you are with with Nimbaloth, but not good news, that's for sure. Did Nimbaloth, Loth, um, what, what is he? What type of deity is he? Mm, he's what we refer to as an outer god. You know of, I'm sure you're aware of, you know, the River of Souls, that one 
flows through as they pass into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Well, there's many creatures who stalk those riverbanks looking for souls to consume. There's many dangers that hunt souls as they pass into the afterlife. Nimbloth is not one. Nimbloth hunts the hunters. Nimbloth craves souls that are currently in the process of being devoured by these predators. Nimbloth is not good news. So if I'm connecting this correctly, Belcora, when she arrived in Atari 500 years ago, she was, and based on the, the nursery rhyme that we keep hearing about, she would kill kill the residents of this town and offer them to Nimbloth? Well, this town was only founded after the Rose Guard defeated her and settled down. Mm. So when she was alive, there were no, there was no town of Atari yet. It kind of rose up out of her ashes. So oh. I think the, since the adventurers founded this town, I think they just wanted to keep the legend alive, so to speak. Would you be aware so, of anyone that may, I don't know, happen to idolize Balcora and is maybe currently trying to bring her back? Certainly no one I've come across here in town. Perhaps someone a little cold-blooded, maybe scales, forked tongue. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone come across my shop like that. I'm sorry. Are you familiar she she kind of looks at the paintings you guys have, right? She says, if you're interested, I would... Be happy to uh, to pay you for those to add them to my collection. You guys brought back two, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, the second and the fourth painting. The, okay. second, the second one was in pretty much perfect condition. I was able to mm-hmm. get it out. The mm-hmm. fourth one was uh, deteriorating a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say, like, uh, for the, the one that's, like, perfect, you know, she's willing to offer 10 gold. And for the one that's slightly damaged, she'll offer 8 gold. So it'll be 18 gold if you're interested in selling it to her. It bears no use to me. Would you guys want it? And look to the rest of the party. It is quite interesting, but if the group wants coin, I suppose it would not be a bad deal. She, just to reassure you, Mukta, she does let you know that she's going to keep it here in her shop. She's not planning on offloading it or anything, so if you ever want to return and observe it or check it or look at it, it'll be here at your Disposal. Of course, right. Unless she manages to, you know, find a more interested buyer. So if not, you guys can trade that for 18 gold. So Ren, she goes and she kind of like starts getting gold out of her register, you know, and she doesn't have the most money, but she has like coin for stuff like this. Like she can be a kind of like a fence for you guys. If you find any interesting stuff in the shop. So as she's kind of giving you the goal, she starts like telling you, like, you know, I mentioned the other day about dreams, and I've had strange ones since, you know, the light return. Odd, I had a dream this very afternoon of the lighthouse. And she's, like, counting coins while she does this and brings it over and kind of hands it to you guys. I dreamt it was merely the head of a larger creature. And as it stood up out of the ground, hidden beneath the swamp, its sickly blue beam bathed our town. But I was I was powerless to even move. I just stared at this massive thing, and it drew closer to our town. And I could I could hear the screaming all around me. 
screams, and I saw its large foot come down on my very tent. I woke up in a cold sweat, and she kind of trails off a bit as she's like sitting there kind of at the edge of the table, and she says, sorry, it feels like I can still hear the screams. It was a vivid dream. But about that time, um, you realize you too can hear screams on the wind coming from the south. Faint, but present. And in that moment, Rin goes pale. You can see her kind of slump forward and catch herself on the table, her teacup dropping to the floor and shattering. Oh, oh, oh dear. Her voice is distant, hard to hear. And she's like, under her breath, she's just kind of saying something. It's not right. And in that moment, the fog above your head, because this whole place is like covered in this whole foggy night, begins to shine with a pale blue light that is blinding. You have to shield your eyes to stop it from hurting. And the screams of the town grow louder with people calling for help. The dead, they're attacking, shouts a guard as he runs by your street towards the library. Rin looks up at you all, panicked. To the graveyard, please. What would you guys like to do? I carry her. Should we go to the graveyard? Yes. You know the way. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she wants she doesn't want to go. She just wants to stay in her tent where she feels safe. Uh, but but if you if you force her to come, like you could definitely force her, but she's not coming. She's not trying to come, if I so to speak. I'm not gonna force you to do into doing anything that you don't want to do. Nulari, you know the graveyard pretty well. So as you guys are kind of like rushing up the hill towards the graveyard, um, you can see like the whole like town, the whole like fog above you has this pale blue glow. But as you're like rushing and you can see very clearly that from the northern distance, like where the gauntlet keep is, there is like a beam of blue light, very concentrated, aiming towards the town from off in the distance. And scary doll was right. It, is, it does shoot up beams of ghosts. <laughs> I mean, it's like the uh, just like the, the story. Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, so as we're running, as we're yeah. running to the fog. So it's it's a dim like the the with the the, the, the like beam kind of making this blue light and the fog and the moon. It's very dimly lit, so it's enough that you guys can see without having a light source. Ooh. But for those of you who don't have like dark vision or low light vision, which is actually only Hal, uh, everything is like kind of concealed to you. So anything in this dim light is would be like a flat check if you try to like attack or anything, right? You guys, so what we see is you guys kind of like run up to the top of the graveyard. The camera like pulls out, and you guys can't see this, but you know, the audience and the players can. The camera like pans over towards there's this giant library at the base of the graveyard called the Dawnflower Library that kind of houses like religious um, artifacts and knowledge and stuff like that. But there is, let me see if I can find it. What we see as the camera kind of pans over is this. Ooh. Above the graveyard, above the library, there are just droves and droves of zombies and skeletons and oh. undead animating from Whoa, the graveyard. That's actually really cool. And just flowing over the cliff, and just you watch as like one of the zombies like falls off the cliff, hits the top of the library, and just like splatters itself as it falls over like lifeless. Or, I mean, it was already lifeless, but unmoving to the ground, and it's just a rain of undead slamming into the top of this library building oh, no, that, that, that looked like you when you jumped off the roof <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the, the camera pans across the graveyard. And you can see, like, the lighthouse has this blue beam just, like, like focusing light, like, across the graveyard. And as it does, you see, like, zombies start clawing their way, like, out of the ground. And the graveyard is just full of, like, these undead creatures. We, we come across the north end of the graveyard right at the main entrance where our group, you know, appears. And the soil of Atari's graveyard roils and churns in eerie blue light. Dozens of skeletons and shambling corpses haul themselves free from the ground and rush to the south. Without any hesitation, the Walking Dead plummet over the cliff's edge to rain down upon the domes of the Dawnflower Library below. And so as you guys kind of like appear at the graveyard, you can see that like, even though most of these undead are like animating and like mindlessly tumbling off the cliff to the south, there is definitely some that are just kind of like milling about. And from where you guys can see, there is, like, a bunch of, like, zombies and skeletons currently kind of in your path. Beyond this, like, down south a bit, that, like, blue beam is just kind of going off, like, just moving across the graveyard. So, what would you guys like to do? You know who this is a job for. Not us. We should call the Ghostbusters. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How, can you see anything? I agree. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. As you guys were running up towards the graveyard, like some of the town's guard, they had like just they were running the opposite direction and they were kind of like saying like, you know, we're not paid enough for this. And they're like running away. It seems like the town's guard is not like getting involved at all. Do they look like they're headed to the town? The guard or the, no, 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 the zombie? These ones here are just kind of like mindlessly milling about in this space. Oh. To the south, there's more rising and like like south of here is more graveyard and a little bit deeper in is where that cliff edge is and they would tumble off towards the library can you not see them they're right there and i start pointing i had to um back out a little bit to get a better perspective everything looked large for a second yeah so um i mean realistically like uh you guys are pretty like you guys haven't really made yourself known yet so right now the zombies and skeletons don't seem to be aware of you so mukta is on all fours and is going to try to stealthily make his way along uh this edge towards this to hide behind this tree why don't you make a stealth roll as you like as an ex exploration kind of stealth roll as we go into this fight to see if you're able to get into position without being noticed this this fence that goes around the edge is not very tall either it's it's like waist high maybe a little taller so it, it's easily hoppable if you know push comes to shove okay and are these are these gravestones high enough that i could hide behind absolutely yeah perfect yeah i'm going to go still i'm still gonna try to hide behind the tree first sure. to go along the edge yeah uh, so move so begins to slip away to put himself into position what do the rest of you guys like to do well, that one's a free action. Hold my action to play uh, Inspire Competence. I guess you could. How long does it last? Like a minute or something? Uh, it depends on my lingering composition performance role. check. Yeah, right. it's one round to four rounds. Yeah. So. so do you want to like play it right before combat starts? Yes. If it starts, yes. Like basically kick off combat. Because you guys are like, you guys get the drop here, right? So I don't think the, the zombies, you can go ahead and move yourself behind the tree, Mukta. Like okay. the zombies and stuff, they're completely unaware of you guys. I think if you start playing music, like Inspiring Courage, uh, it's going to definitely draw their attention. So it sounds like Hal's about to inspire to start kick off this thing and draw the attention. Does New Lara and Clovis, was there anything you guys would like to do to prep for this? 
actually all I want what I want to do is hang on okay I'll just uh take like I'll get in deeper I'll get in 20 feet deeper uh-huh. uh and then I'll tell the guards hurry up while they run away and then just uh-huh. stand on defense with my shield up making sure that they're ex that they get to exit out as safely as they could okay Clovis ah. uh, I'm hold just gonna hold my ground where I'm at okay so you can give us the the inspire courage roll performance check and we will start initiative or combat so all right all right i will do a performance check with my lingering composition so throughout the foggy glowing blue night there you go 21 so that's a success so that means the composition lasts for three rounds so those of you who are near Hal, so that's clovis nulara and mushi you guys can toggle on your inspire courage because you are inspired Okay, so top of the round, Mukta, you're hidden behind a tree. All enemies currently to me are flat-footed, so I'm on all fours. Yeah, no, that works for sure. Oh, I run out on all fours with on all four of my of my feet and hands. I spring up next to this foul skeleton, quick draw my rapier and attack in one action. Yes, you do. Something wow, lag in my. Seven. Oh. Terrible. It, it is pretty terrible. Uh, don't forget, That's you all so start with cool. a hero point. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to use it. Start off strong. Yep. I'm already going to use it. <laughs> Plus five? Is that all I get? Oh, you know what you probably didn't do was add... We got to fix that item to beef from that rapier group that we added to your character sheet. Okay. I think it didn't add my proficiency or something. No, yeah, I don't think it added your proficiency. Yeah, it missed. It would have missed regardless. Okay. So hero points. I'm attacking again. Do it. Hey. That's a critical hit. Nice. A good hero point spent. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it added your plus four for being trained this time, so that's good. Critical. Oof. Nice. Nice. Well, twenty-four points of damage. He's dead again. Oh yeah. Uh, it is, so this is piercing damage. So it is resistant to your pierce on its bony sort of things, but even resisting five, it still takes 19 points of damage, which is enough to completely reduce it to just a pile of, uh, of bone. Nice. Nice. So this one is uh, dead. I am going to... Do I want to? Yeah, I might as well. So I'm going to... I'm going to hide. This is that was already your third action though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, that would be my third action. Yep. So you break line of sight with the zombie at least. Yes. yes. But you don't have the ability I don't to, have to hide. hide. Yeah. Next you turn. still want to go there even though you can't hide. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Go ahead. Uh, up next, we how? What's the what's the distance on uh, demoralize? Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Can I <laughs> instead move down the initiative list? Yeah, you want to just delay. Yes. All right, we'll delay. You let me know when you want to jump in after someone's turn. Okay, thank you. New Lara. Okay, so they're all pretty far away from me at the moment. So I'm just going to use, for my first action, I'm going to, okay, I mean, I'm going to use 25 feet of my movement to get as far as I can. And then I am going to, I didn't say it earlier. What? Uh, that I pulled out like my trident. No, oh, okay. I'm, sh- I'm ah. sure you got battle ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'll just use my second action to 
uh, stride in closer to this zombie right here. Okay. And then, oof, tricky. I'm gonna get flanked. Being eye to eye with it, I will try and demoralize it with my intimidating glare. Nice. Yeah. Now, nice skill. Uh, do you have uh, the thing? Do you have the thing that they don't have to understand you? Yes, yeah. the intimidating glare. Nice. It's just a glare. Like, okay. Yeah. So make that intimidate check. Okay. Against his will DC. Okay. His will DC is a 12. That's a critical success. So he's fright frightened too. Wait, so let's keep track of this, all right? So you've punched a ghost and <laughs> given given the zombie given the zombie the evil eye. Ah, uh, the stink eye. I am Loki undead. So it doesn't <laughs> nice. Bad. Okay, so he is frightened too. So his AC is also negative too. And it can stack up with yeah. the flat-footed condition. Wink, wink, Mukta. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, that was all three actions, right? Yes, that's it for the uh, for my turn. Did you want to go now, Hal? Nope. Nope, okay. No thanks, not yet. Um, Yep, so this, this skeleton, like, you charge forward and glare at the zombie. So the skeleton, he doesn't have any weapons or anything. He's just clawed his way out of the grave, right? So all he has is his bony sort of hands. So he's going to... Oops. He has 25 feet of movement, which is enough to to shamble towards you, Nulara. I knew it. It's fine. Okay. And then he uh, uses his claw to strike at you. Okay. Uh, that's uh, a 22. I guess I should have targeted you, but it does hit. Uh-huh. So he slashes at you with his claw, and you take five points of slashing damage. Okay. Um, and then he does a second claw slash at you and rolls a, a 10, which is a fail. He tried. <laughs> he tried. And the other the other skeleton is dead. Clovis, or actually how I can jump in if you want, or you want to delay even after Clovis? I'll wait till the end. Clovis? This one here, target it. Okay. okay, I am going to cast Ray of Frost. Okay, is that a save or an attack roll? Uh, it's an attack roll. Awesome. Okay. It is frightened, so it makes it easier to hit. Yes, minus two. Uh, 17 is a hit. Nice. It is not a crit, unfortunately. So close to a 20. Yep, but you got the plus four, so that's five points of damage. They are not resistant or anything that so he takes the five points of damage still looking pretty solid though he's got a he's a pretty big beefy dude okay i'm gonna take second attack at him with because ray frost is two actions oh it is two actions okay so i'm pretty sure yeah cast time two yeah i forgot to look at that rick does your inspire courage give bonus damage to spell attacks too i think it just says damage i will pop it in the chat it should, right? Because I'm not... I'm guessing it didn't get added to that. He should. Well, it didn't get added to my roll? My I don't roll, think so. Or my damage roll? No, because I just with... got plus four. Yep. Yeah, because you only got plus four. It should be all damage. So I'm going to add yes, another damage is. to him. So what did you do with your last action? You moved away? Uh, yeah, I moved back a little bit. Okay. The zombie gets to go next. So the zombie... The zombie, like here in this grave, sees like the nice, easy, juicy target, has a movement speed of 25, surprisingly. <laughs> so it is able to shamble up 
onto the behind you using one of its actions. Mm-hmm. And then that puts you at flat footed because it is flanking you with the other one. Yes, sir. So it will, from behind, as you, you start to get swarmed with zombies, it is going to take a strike at you with its second action. That's a 24. Uh, hits, but not a critical. Hit, but not a crit. Okay. So this is bludgeoning damage as it, like, just slams into you, and you take four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. But that was its second action, and it only gets two actions. Oh. Ooh. The other one also is going to use its abilities on you, so it tries to strike you with its fist. Oh, man. 24. Uh, hits. They're rolling pretty dang good. So that's six points of bludgeoning damage. It's okay, they're gonna die soon. And then, uh, oh yeah, that's with the minus two frank you do. Okay, I see. And then uh, his second attack is a uh... yeah. So he hits you with the, the strike, right? And with his second action, instead of taking another attack, what he does is he, they have this ability called grab. So if he hits you with the strike, his second action can be a grab. So he hits you, and then now he's grabbed you. Oh, okay. So you're now grappled by with the arms of this uh, this zombie. But that's the second action. You don't get to do anything else. The one in front of me or the one behind? Yeah, the one that you frightened. Okay, okay. Got it. Okay, and I think his frightened condition goes down by one at the end of his turn. Yes. And that takes us to Hal. What action to stride? Don't forget they're also in dim light to you. So if you do anything against them, it's a flat. It's like a DC5 flat check, I think. Gotcha. Because they have the concealed condition, which we did learn in a previous game about dc5 flat check yeah i'm gonna try to do electric arc on this guy here so Very i'll cool. roll my flat check d20 roll right yep yep just gotta roll five or higher on a, on a d20 yep uh dc18 reflex save reflex save it's okay dc18 reflex save oh nice that's a critical that's fail AOE. oh no oh no oh yes oh yes <laughs> So he takes double damage. Damage, status bonus, plus one for my song. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Okay, so it takes, let's see, is there an option to apply double damage? Yeah, there is. Nice. 12 points of lightning damage and bloodies as it like rips through the zombie. And that's the end of the round, Mukta. Move 15 feet, 20 feet, and strike with my rapier. Go for it. It is flat-footed because of the flanking. Yep. It also has the frightened condition, which stacks. Oh, my God. Still a hit. Yes! Thanks to the the flat-footed and the the frightening condition. All right. Okay. So it's 11, but it... uh, Actually, no, this one is not a skeleton. This is a... You're doing piercing damage, right? Yes. Yes. It just takes the full 11, then. Nice. Okay, so you stab through it. It's still standing, but it's definitely bloodied. I will take another attack. Okay. Minus five penalty on this one, but it looks like a fairly easy to hit target, right? Nice. Uh, you didn't roll with the minus four oh, yeah, or whatever, minus. but it's, that. Yeah. it's still a hit. It's still a hit. So okay. 18. You can add it there. All right, I forgot to target. My bad. It's cool. 10 is enough to, to uh, finish off that zombie. Nice. So two quick stabs, like, uh, and then Nilara watches as the one that was, like, grabbing her and getting ready to, like, with its, like, sharp teeth dig in and bite her in the neck, it's uh, completely just run through from behind. 
yeah. that's it. Yeah. So you, but you do get the killing blow at least. Nice on both of them. Right. Yeah, that's true, Nulara. I would like to try and escape uh, the grapple. Well, he killed the one that grappled you, so it's not. Oh, actually it was. Grappling. Oh, right, right, right. Never mind. It okay. Was, it was about to, and then he runs it through, and it goes limp as it like tumbles to the ground, right? Okay. Mooka looks Perfect. looks back toward the tree where he came from and like I really want to hide. <laughs> Your turn. Oh, oh, thank you. Don't worry. I'll try and kill this one. So, um, with this zombie right here, uh, and my morning star, I would like to use a power attack to kill it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Power kill attack it. that morning Kill it. Uh, oh Ooh, no, hero point. Let's use that hero point. Right away. Negate that natural one. 24? Yes. That's a crit. Nice. Nice. Another good hero point spent. Okay. I said my morning star, right? So that would be 22 points. Oh my god. Bludgeoning. 22 bludgeoning. Yeah, it is not resistant or, or weak or anything. It just takes the full 22. And you just like, there's like a mist of like sinew and like icker where this zombie is just like completely shredded into pieces just the impact like an exploding watermelon oh instead. thank you for killing that zombie and then for my third action i'm gonna raise my shield oh very yeah true right. yeah raise that shield awesome all right the skeleton the one remaining enemy is the skeleton so it does what skeletons do and it tries to claw at you yeah, it's just gonna, it's it's mindless. So it claws at you, that's a natural one. That's a terrible hit. Second one is a five, nope. Third one is a 12 and that's a nope. So all three just clatter. You just like impose your shield up and it's just, it's so weak it can't get near you. <laughs> Clovis. Okay, um, I am gonna do Ray of Frost again. Go for it. Oh, yeah, you got massive range on that. Come on. 11's a miss. All right, well, I'm going to do the same as everybody else. And I'm going to do my hero <laughs> <Yes>. point. <laughs> Let's see if we can go three for three on good hero Let's points. go. Or am I going to screw this up? Nah. Yes. Nice. That's a critical hit, actually. Nice. Nice. So it's actually Ray nine, not eight, right? Yep. And you also take a 10 foot uh, status penalty to speed. He would if he was not completely just shattered into a pile of bones and destroyed. Uh, hooray. The pile of bones takes a status penalty. <laughs> yes. We're so good, guys. The pile of bones is like frozen over. So yeah, you come in here, you kick ass, you immediately like tear down all these undead and you're successful in defeating them. So let me just say you guys get your experience so you all get 60 experience for that fight Woo! and then uh there's a moment to catch your breath right um but you look south and you can see that like beam is still kind of going across the fields and there's another group of zombies and skeletons a little further south right close to the edge where everyone else is dropping like jumping off and they're just kind of stuck around and nulari you recognize this sort of there's a mausoleum just near where all these people are, and it's kind of where you've been using it as your base of operations. 
So there's there's a, there's not even really much of a moment to catch your breath, right? Because there's still like more undead going on. So like I think what happens is the characters like rush south, um, and there seems to be only a handful left that are milling about that haven't. It, it almost seems like it's calmed down a bit. Most of the undead have already risen and jumped to their death, and only a handful are still milling about here. So these four in this scene that you can see would be like the last four undead standing. What is happening? So similar to before. You know, they haven't noticed you yet, so we're in exploration phase technically still, and you guys can approach this however you'd like. What are they doing just jumping off the cliff like that? Yeah, you guys for the first time can see some of the last bits just like falling off the cliff. It is quite a thrill, let me tell you. So they were woken up, they were raised from the dead just so that they could try and die again? It's so weird. Shall we go left or right first? Right. Let's go right. So, Mukti, do you want to do the stealth into position again? I do. So go ahead and do that. Hal's going to get a little closer to get you within a 60-foot range before the combat starts, I believe. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Assuming, assuming Mukta doesn't, you know, draw notice here. Let yeah, make see. that stealth roll. Oh, sneaky as all hell. Yeah, you move oh. across this dark, silent, with, like, using cover, and it, you get in a position without anyone noticing you, and you can use stealth to to start combat excellent and then like same with you guys right like what would you guys like to do i know hal's getting ready to like kick us off with a like a musical riff (laughs) i am scouting you're doing the scouting so it's gonna give everyone plus one initiative right yes sir okay let's go ahead and have let's kick it off with that performance check from hal all right here we go you still have focus points right you have one more focus one more yep so you got three focus points. You didn't even need to, to refocus between all these performance checks. Here we go. 14. 14 is, I'm pretty sure that's a failure at this level. So that means it doesn't use up your focus point, right? Right. Okay, let's start this encounter. Um, everyone go ahead and roll initiative. If it if it matters, you get plus one. I can modify it uh, based on new Lara. Got three skeletons and two zombie, or one zombie and three skeletons. A self-centered skeleton and a scarred zombie. <laughs> they rolled pretty low. Whoa. Whoa. Twenty-six plus one for my scout. Got it. I was gonna put you at the twenty-six because uh, it's not gonna matter versus the zombies and. Sure. I'll have to add it to how because he got 27 plus one. Okay, so you you kind of you try to do the inspire courage, you get like a, a throat, a frog in your throat that doesn't actually inspire any courage to everyone, but you like suddenly like you know all eyes on all these and then turn in your guys's direction, and we're starting combat. Hal, you're up first. Perhaps you did not like that one John Tesh song that I just played. Uh, I will play another John Tesh song. Perhaps you will like this one more. And I want to do the same thing. Yep. So do that performance check again. Linear composition for a performance. Inspire. 16 is a success. All right. So everybody should get it. Uh, Regular success is three rounds. Yep, so for the next three rounds of combat. Okay. And that um, was one, one action. action? Yes. Yep. And what would I do? I would probably just move away. I will move up here. 
go go get him. Perfect. New Lara. I'll turn to Hal and be like, if it gets too bad, just get inside this mausoleum to your to your left, and then um, I'll I'll move. Okay. I'll use two of my stride actions to get to this zombie right here. Okay. It's a skeleton, but I get the... Sorry, I get a the, skeleton. You, you like run towards a zombie, and then as you get close, you realize it's and just bones. For my third action, I'm going to raise my shield. Uh, Mukta. I will move out. Let's see. What would be the most direct path? I guess I don't know where they are. You saw where they were before you hid, right? Yeah. yeah. They're down just behind the, right. the tree. Going to attack with my rapier. It is flat-footed against no. you. 21 is a hit. Nice. All right. Okay, so it's 11 points of damage, but it is resistant to your stabby stabs mm-hmm. with its with your, uh, your piercing damage with the rapier because it's just bones. Mm-hmm. But... It's still enough damage to collapse the bones into a pile and oh, nice. kill that skeleton. That's true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Why not? Do yeah, it. let's do it. So do you, it. See, you see Mukta deftly and quickly pull out his dagger and in one motion, in the same motion, throw it at the skeleton. Okay. Oh, oh. That's a miss. Your dagger. Oh my god. He's luckily he's not close enough to the edge of the cliff that it sails off and is lost. So it just lands like in the mud behind him. Yeah, that's already the that's already with the minus six. So yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, it was worth a try. That's my turn. Clovis. Oh, alrighty. We'll do my ray of frost. I'm shooting left. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, that's a hit. Whoa. Hey, max damage. All right. Technically one more, right? Because we, yeah. like we said, it wasn't actually applying your thing. So you blast him, and he goes to looking pretty injured, not quite bloodied, but nine points of cold damage to that zombie. And I'll take my third action and move away over here. Now, okay. how does it work with my familiar? Does, so would he just follow me, or do I have to actually move him? So he is a minion... So I think unless you, you if you want him to, to take actions, you got to spend an action to command him. Yep. And then when he does, he gets two. Me. So otherwise he doesn't move at all, I don't think. Just stays there? Okay. Yeah, unless he has, I think there's a, a, a trait you can give him, which is like independent, which he gets one even if you don't command him. Okay. But in this case, he just stands for you. I know he can fly, so. Yeah. Know. He doesn't even have to be with you if you want him just flying above or staying behind. It's up yeah. to you. I'd just say he's flying up 30 feet up out of the area, out of the way. Yep. Okay. Zombies. Zombie shuffles 25 feet this way. And then second action shambles 25 more feet, kind of homing in towards Al and Clovis' direction. He kind of looks like he's focused on, on Clovis, but he's kind of going near Hal. But he only gets two actions, and that's the end of his turn. All right, this mindless skeleton shambles up with one action against New Lara and takes his claw attack. Now they've been rolling really Lock well so far. Natural one. Nice. <laughs> Again, you're like imposing the shield and just holding it back, and it's it looks comical. But he gets a second strike with his last action. Uh, 14 is still not going to hit. Okay, and then this oops, this um the skeleton. So it, it moves three actions closer to the action, and you watch as it starts bearing down on you, Hal, but it can't quite reach you. And also, right around now, 
that giant blue beam kind of sweeps in your guys's general direction and you can see it up here in the top of the map the, the the focus beam almost like seems to be coming towards you guys right now how okay um hell's gonna stride that's my turn yep hal runs away he's like i'm not gonna get stuck with the undead this time i'm actually going to you know what for my first action i'm gonna hit this self-centered skeleton with my morning star okay oh boy 17 to hit 17 does hit nice he is take oh my lanta six points of damage six points of bludgeoning bludgeoning so that's it that's important because is it bludgeoning or piercing i guess you would do bludgeoning if you had the choice because you already noticed that piercing doesn't do very well against it so you crash into it with the morning star and the six points of bludgeoning damage is enough to overcome because it doesn't have resistance to bludgeoning and it too drops dead nice and then um i'll use my second action to stride over here and then for my third action i'm going to raise my shield okay mukta i am going to i'm carrying holding my rapier right you are. That's rapier on one hand, the other hand through the dagger. There's not much I can do. I'm going to run, spend all three actions. Yep. There. And that's my turn. Just, <laughs> just mooked a run in to get some cover. Awesome. Clovis. Pats with splash. Okay. So 26 is a critical hit. So it's 1d6 plus 1 acid damage. So go ahead and roll the damage on that. So that's 7 points of acid damage. And Wait, so the point from how, or did I lose that? No, you do actually, yeah. So that's one more. D8. Yep. Still standing barely, but on a crit, it says it gets one persistent acid damage. So the, the critical splash is so hard that its flesh is still like tingling and bubbling with like the acid and it's continuing to burn away. So it takes one persistent damage at the end of each of its turn until it puts it out okay. if it tries to put it out. Um, and then it splashes to what? Just one around it. So it's a little bit too far to splash to the skeleton. The zombie who is, you know, pretty dumb doesn't seem to be aware of what's burning it so it doesn't even try to put it out it just stumbles towards you with one movement stumbles towards you with the second movement which does close the distance it only has two actions because it is slowed so it doesn't get a third action and at the end of its turn the acid eats away at it for one point of da persistent damage and now it needs to make a flat check i think to see if the persistent damage goes away and i don't think it does okay the skeleton comes one stride to move next to you, Nulara. Okay. You did raise your shield. Yes. Um, and it claws at you. I'll block it with my shield. Oh. <laughs> These ones are not as tough as the ones before. So that's the first attack. And for its second attack, again, it looks like, a, like an adult holding the kid at arm's length while they swing. <laughs> not even close. And um, at the end of that turn, the light draws closer what does that do would that make them and more powerful yeah so like uh possibly yeah, i don't think so find out mukta you're on the back side of this building between the thing so like luckily the light is not like touching you you just see it kind of going oh, over the top no. of your head and it's kind of creating a shadow where you are right so you're in the shadow around it mm -hmm. whether or not means anything i don't know but it's not touching your skin because the building's blocking it just sure. just saying <laughs> 
<laughs> that doesn't seem ominous at all. <laughs> I know, right? Would it be metagaming for me to just hide? No. <laughs> I want to move up one and then do an electric arc on these guys. DC 18. Perfect. Yeah, put that in chat. Yeah. Uh, so just to clarify for the for the um, the chat who was asking, the lighthouse is doing this like very fo there's like this whole blue glow from the light in the fog, but there's a very focused ring of light that seems to be a focused beam that is originating from who knows where, but it's sweeping across the graveyard and it seems to have like started coming towards the PC. So that's what this blue light currently is. Okay, so it's, it hits both of them, right? Yes. They both fail. Okay, so that's six points of electricity to the zombie. Uh, the zombie, no, the zombie takes the full six. So you watch as the zombie, like it's like a, the lightning forks through the zombie, charges it, and it like slumps dead at your feet, Clovis. Yeah, the okay. other guy died too. Yay! Nice. Yeah. It does deal the six damage, which is good. The only thing is, this skeleton is resistant five to electricity. Oh. So it only takes one damage instead of six. Oh, where'd he go? So it's actually it's actually still alive. Oh, there he is. But uh, it does zap the lightning and it like hits the it kills the zombie, it takes full damage. The skeleton seems resistant to the electricity, so you've learned something. Mm -hmm. Clothes over there just punch in the air. <laughs> punch in case there was a ghost. I wanted to be like. <laughs> uh, new Lara, it is your turn. All right. Um... Hitting the zombie with my morning star for my first action. Sure. Technically, again, it's a skeleton, but. Skeleton, sorry. That's skeleton. a critical hit. Yes, it will oh, die. Nice. Yeah. Six. Wait, what? I don't think you rolled the critical damage. It would actually be 12. But either way, dead. Okay, and then, unsure about this blue light, I am going to hide under the tree. Right, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end combat momentarily because you know combat is over. Uh, before I forget, just to calculate your experience points, another 60 experience for this fight. Nice. And so you you slash the zombie, the skeleton. Sorry. And then yeah, you start like rushing back to kind of hide from this approaching light. I don't know what it is. And whatever what is everyone else doing as the light sort of starts well, coming your guys' direction? I look at Nolara. Does this happen every night you come down here and you hide under the tree? I will hide with you. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. This is the first time. And as you speak, right, the light's just creeping closer and closer to everyone. What are you doing, Mukden? What are you doing, Clovis? I'm stepping uh, the opposite way from the light. What is happening? Yeah, I'm, I'm, to... I'm trying to run away from the light. Yeah, it's slowly drifting. So, like, it kind of drifts over where you guys are. And you're hidden by, you're kind of hidden behind the uh, the light, the tree, right? So you're not in direct beam light, but it does it does have this huge angle. And so, Clovis, for a moment, you try to stay out of the edge of this thing, but it touches you. And as it does, you feel a cold wash over your body and goosebumps raise on your flesh, mm -hmm. almost as if like something is there something is present with you like a cold air almost like a spirit and you have the like the crazy sensation that you're being watched and you like cut out of the way and it doesn't do any damage to you but it just raises your skin into goosebumps and you manage to, to get away from it 
And so, what, yeah, so what happens is you, you kind of watch as, as the light comes to a stop right at the tree where Nulara and Hal are currently hiding behind. And it like stops and it centers on them. And Mugta's running that way and Clove's running that way. And there's like a bright flash that is actually um, any, like it's even brighter than this normal beam, right? It's almost like it concentrates almost, I guess, like a laser beam. And you see it flash before your eyes and it hits the fog and it's like blinding uh like it's doing high beams in the fog and it blinds everyone around and your eyes like hurt and then in an instant the light is gone it's just gone and where the beam was focused right behind like nulara and hal suddenly you see and hear probably hear more than anything because it's right behind you a weird large creature like a spider-like creature appears in the graveyard behind you oh no how spiders and snakes it's a it's a um it looks like a large creature like a large spider medium size it's covered in some kind of like slick oil it just has like the stench of like oil on it and it roars in anger as it begins to like lash out at you guys so i need everyone to roll initiative again from where you ended last uh, turn uh i will say mukta you can do stealth because you did opt to run away and hide when the light was coming okay. so that that works for me Perception. i mean if if you lara and how want to use stealth because you're hiding behind the tree that's fine you're gonna give me uh close is gonna definitely give me a uh perception perception yeah okay so go ahead and add yourself on the initiative tracker make your roll so, Clovis, you are the first to react. This this creature appears right where the beam was between you guys, kind of in the middle of this graveyard, and it looks really intensely focused on everyone around. You can't tell if he's coming at you or Nulara. It seems to be just kind of like up here in the middle, so you haven't even had a moment to figure it out. Um, I am going to cast Burning Hands on the spider. Okay, what's the range on that? It's a 15-foot cone, it says. Okay, so if I, I clicked on it, the icon to add it to chat, you see? And at the bottom, it says place a 15-foot cone. So you can use that to yeah. place your cone. But in order to actually hit the creature, right, you're going to need to get... You're going to have to use an action to step at least five feet closer. All right. And that would be all your action, but you can. So I also have acid burst. Either. Um, acidic burst. Yeah, I can see in the tag that says five foot emanation which means it just hits everything within five feet of you. Oh, so I have to be within five feet of it? For acidic burst, yeah. It creates a five foot in every direction around you and hits everything. Okay. Um, I will move up five feet. So you, yeah, the cone is enough to hit it. So it needs to make a, a reflex save. It gets a 30. So oh, yeah, critical. Yep. So critical success, I think it means it takes no damage. Because, yeah, it's a basic reflex save. Yep. So you, you coat it in fire. You spend the burning hands. It, the whole thing coats. You can smell in the air the oil that's on its body kind of, like, burning away. But when it comes, when the, when the fire's gone, you can see it, it was able to roll out of the way and kind of use the gravestone right next to it to kind of, like, shield itself. And it takes no damage from your flames. Smell that grease, yeah. that oil. I wanted to catch it on fire. Yeah. Okay. Well, I and moved up five, and that's two actions. So yes, yeah. wouldn't be my turn. Shit. All right. So now you're like now. If there's any question as to like you know where it was looking, it's definitely looking at you, Mukta. Sorry, Clovis. Yep. I was like, what? 
<laughs> it's looking at Clovis. It is now that he tried to bathe Art. it in fire. Say now that it's my turn. Is it my turn? Yep. Okay. It is your turn, Nular. Okay. Seeing how it turned its back away from us, I'm going to. For my first action, I'm going to stride <laughs> right in front of it. Remember to mark off that burning hand spell, Clovis, with the minus. Okay, so. Oh, yep, so you. This bitch is gonna hurt me. Yep, you rush around right in front of it to kind of impose yourself there. Uh huh, and then I'm going to, for my second action, uh, swing my morning star at it. Okay. <laughs> a 29 is a hit, but not a crit. Dang! What is your ace? Okay. Higher so than 19. That would be, wow, six points of damage. Okay, six points of damage. It takes the full six damage. Just, ugh, you can feel like the like spidery like guts just give under your the weight of your hammer, your morning star. And then for my third action, I am going to raise my shield. Okay. That is the end of my turn. Perfect. Up next, it gets to go. So. Almost like taking a page from your book, like Clovis, you watch as um, it like opens its mouth and you see it closest, Nulara, and like from the depth of its mouth as it roars in anger, it just spits a 15 foot cone of like oil out of its mouth. So I need, uh, it's a reflex save for, for you both of you guys. It didn't put, okay. So Nulara gets a success. So you're gonna take 1d8 poison damage. So, Nulara, you take six poison damage. Okay. And, okay, then, no, you critic, you, oh, yeah, it's that is a critical. It's a DC 21, so it's just a success. Oh, God, it's just a set. It is right. I, I was like, how can you not critically succeed? But, no, it's just a high DC. Jeez, okay. I know. So Damn, that's a really high DC. Even wow. if just, I roll a natural 20, it's not a critical success. Yeah. And so, Clovis what? fails, but it's not a critical fail. So, Clovis, you're going to take 2d8 poison damage, and that's, so you take five points of poison damage. And you are now coated in that same oily stuff that you sensed on it, and you can feel yourself dripping with like oil, and it makes it really hard to like hold your weapon and stuff like that. It's just everything about you is coated in oil for the next one minute. And you know, you feel like you're definitely weak to fire. If someone hit you with fire right now, you would not be very happy. Um, That is its first, that's its first action. And then with its, that it actually uses two actions. And with its third action, it uses its jaws to make a strike against Nular. I'm gonna block it with my shield. Yeah. Oh, it rolled the natural nice. one. Nice. Here's so, oh, I have a question, Steve. So even yes. if they fail to hit me, would that still trigger like my shield block? Because one, I've used the reaction, and then two, I. What I, is your? What I've is your? A is it good? Yeah. What? How is your feet worded? So the aggressive block. Yeah. Uh, trigger the shield block adjacent. It's your size or smaller, and you mentioned that he was like a medium creature. He is. He's your size or smaller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I could eat. It's your choice. You could either be shoved back five feet or be flat-footed. I see. Mm-hmm. Um. So sh- yes, shield block says if you have your shields raised and you would take damage from a physical attack. So I think. Because the trigger on shield block says you have to take damage from a physical physical attack. Mm, okay. And then aggressive block says when you use the shield block reaction, which you weren't able to use because it missed you. 
So, so I think in that, that case, I spent it, my reaction. Or you never actually use your reaction up okay. is the thing. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so you, yeah, the way it's worded, you can't actually use reaction unless it hits you. So you can't aggressive block unless it actually connects with you. Got it. It's Noted. a little weird, but that does seem to be the case. So yeah, you don't waste your reaction though. Okay. Okay. Noted. Thanks. Perfect. Anything else? Oh, I guess it was still his turn, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the end of his turn. Mukta. I am going to... pretty far. That's my turn. <laughs> you spent one turn running that way and the other turn running back. <laughs> yep. Okay. How? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, would I have been able to put away my rapier between these combats? If you want, like, yeah. So you can run yeah. on all fours. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Okay. There, you had you had plenty of time when you were hiding behind the building. If you wanted to tuck it away so you could run faster, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's also, also a free action. It's a free action to drop something, right? Oh, but not to put it away. Oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never I'll just say, but you had time. at the end of every at the end of every combat, I always put my weapons away. Yep. Because you're quick. You don't even. Yeah. There's no reason not to, right? Yep. To, to tie into that whole running on all fours thing, it, it totally makes sense. So, yeah. Al, okay. Does that give you more movement if you could run all fours then? Yeah, it gives me 30 instead of 25, but I'm good for now. Oh. I'm good where You're I good am. You're good for there? Okay. Perfect. I'm going to try to demoralize this creature using intimidation. Okay. And yes. because I have the uh, versatile performance, I can use my performance, but I get a minus four since he doesn't probably understand my language. Well, what are you singing in? What language? Common? Okay. Got me looking at my languages now. <laughs> um, yeah, like, what would a spider speak? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Uh, minus four. It is going to be minus four for Common, yeah. And it's targeting what his will will DC? Yeah, his will DC. Okay, that's gonna be a fail. His will DC is nineteen. Well, there you go. So that's only one of your actions, though, right? Yes. Okay. That's pretty. So high. you you taunted in common. Does not seem to work. I will then cast. A spell. Sheesh. I'm gonna cast Soothe. Okay. On Nulara. Yes. Whoa, thank you. How bad? Nice. That's just a straight 14 points of healing. And plus two to saves against mental effects. Yes. While you sustain it. Oh, I'm back to four. Or it just says, it says duration one minute, but it doesn't say sustain, right? Uh, so correct. for one minute, you have you have bonus plus two bonus to mental effects, saving against mental effects. So if someone tries to to scare you, you're going to be able to resist it. That's funny. Clovis, top of the round. Clovis. All right, so I'm going to stride over here and then. Okay. So you, so you stride back just just to make set the scene, right? You are about ten feet from the cliff that overlooks down towards the Dawnflower Library, where all the undead just are throwing themselves off. You're fine there. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad you did. fell right off the cliff. <laughs> He's a zombie. But like the zombies. Seventeen. Okay. 
Uh, 17 misses, actually. Get my ass kicked on this round. Okay, that's my turn. That's three. What, what are you casting? Like, uh, Frost? Ray, Ray Frost? Frost. Yep. Okay. Nular. Okay, uh, wiping away the oil that's on my face, I am going to put my full weight on this attack with my Morning Star. So, power attack with my Morning Star. Mm hmm. Oh, boom. And 18 is 18. going to miss. Oh, so a, a big whiff and you like swing right at it and that. this thing is like pretty agile and like I think it's like it's crouched down right and as you swing through it like sees it coming and it kind of like leaps up and like lifts its body just over your swing and it's it's able okay. to sort of skitter okay. yeah it was a really you hit exactly where it was but he anticipated it how dare you alright for my third action I'm going to raise my shield okay uh huh that's the end of my turn. Okay. The talkative Scalithrax gets to go next. So I think, let me see. So I have to roll because he can't only use his, let's see. So he can't use his, his actual um, spray ability for four more turns. So. Yes. Good. So, um, Yeah, so it uses its first attack to try a jaw strike against you, Nulara. First action, sorry. Oh, it rolled really low. It's a 16. Nice. So it misses, and then it kind of like, as it's biting down to you, like uh, behind it is uh, Hal, who is like trying to taunt it. it. You watch as it like kicks its leg out, and it shoots a quill across the air that flies right at Hal. Is that a ranged attack? It is a ranged attack, yeah. That I could do an attack of opportunity. Does that trigger on ranged attacks? Yes. Perfect, then it's definitely gonna trigger a attack of opportunity. So it makes its attack against Hal. God, it keeps rolling so slow. So low, sorry. So a 12 to hit Hal, I don't think that hits, right? Yeah, Correct. he's like 17. Yep. Uh, which opens it up to an attack of opportunity from New Lara, which a 24 hits. Nice. Uh, oh wait, sorry, that's with power attacks, so minus, um, I'll just roll it again, sorry, sorry. Yeah, just roll it again. Um... Nine. Of bludgeoning damage. Perfect. So nine points of bludgeoning damage as you smack into it and it, like, kind of, like, it's, you know, pained as, as, I think you hit it and that sends the quill wide and protects, like, Hal. And then, um... I think for its third action, it's going to skitter away from you because you're bad news. And it's going to run 25 feet down here and run right towards uh, Clovis and get away from the rest of you guys. All right, Mukta. You were hidden from where it was, but now that he's moved, he's like has full sight of you. <laughs> you're like out in the open again. The creature is not in combat with any of his allies, so there'll be no flanking. So Mukta will move about maybe 15 feet and then hide. Okay. Yeah, you try to use that like tree as cover. So make that yes. hide action. And there's still, there's actually some cover between you and him because there's like some graves and stuff that are out here, like especially in Sundulara, no. you know? So I you'd be able to. That's fine. Sorry. But as you move forward, there's like graves all over. So you can use those as cover to get to close in on it in future turns or even as a follow up sneak action. Oh, okay. So go ahead and make that stealth roll. I did not know that. 
I thought that it'd be out in the open. 15, okay. I mean, you seem pretty decently hidden. That's my turn. Perfect. Mook does not much use in this fight, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Hal. Is Nilara, does she look hurt? I don't have a bar around her. So. I'm good, I'm good. I'm still full health. Okay, that's why it's probably showing up. Um, maybe. All right. I want to I'll move up to, and I will use electric arc. Yes, you will. So like a 19, so it's a success, but it still takes half damage. Max damage, not bad. So half of that. So four points of electric damage. It takes the full four. That is my turn. All right, Nilara. Oh, not skip Clovis. Clovis. Oh yeah, I did skip Clovis. <laughs> Clovis. Wait, you know why you scared me, right? He, he so, so he can bite him with a spider. Him kill me. Yeah, yep. he wants to kill him. <laughs> he's like, ah, he's Go. dead. Go ahead, Clovis. Run, Clovis run. <laughs> no, you you get a chance to run or whatever you're gonna do. Yep, I think Clovis is last stand. Now it's Nilar's turn. Okay, so uh, for my first action, I am going to stride towards it. Okay. Um, so five, ten. I'll go here so that Mukta can try and flank with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then um, for my... I'm a gamble. So uh, putting in my full weight onto this strike, I'm going to hit it again with my Morning Star. Okay. Come on. Is that oh, a power? Natural that, that's, a, that's a crit. Was that a power attack? Yes, it was a power attack too. Got it. All right, roll that crit power attack. Oh my god! Oh my god. I think that's oh Nulara's max damage possible, yeah. right? Damn. Yeah, yeah, crit yeah. power attack max double sixes. So thirty-two points. Oh my. Oh my. God. Damn. Okay. Thirty-two points of bludgeoning damage. The you feel you hear like the popping as like just it's like starts oozing like acid from its belly. You slam into it. It looks super super hurt. Thirty-two points of damage. It's not dead, but it's severely bloodied. All right, and then I'm gonna. I mean, that's all my actions. I'll just oh pray that God. it doesn't hit me the next time. Wow, that was a turn. That was very, very awesome. awesome. Oh, what a gamble! Amazing. Okay, I'm, amazing. I'm gonna die now. So as it, it realizes it's in trouble, it it lashes out at the thing that hurt it the most. It spins around at you, and it's going to use. Uh, it's gonna do its jaw attack at you. Okay. Okay. Uh, first action. Oh my god, every time I roll, it's like a single digits. <laughs> it was on an 18 and it fell over. Okay. 17 guys she's given you. Yeah. No, that misses. Uh, but it, it does take its second attack. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> yep, it's. Hey, back. Okay. It, it's not a critical. Oh well. It, it's since it's a natural twenty, it's one step okay. higher, so it is a critical actually. Okay, okay. It's alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, well I, I guess. Knew it, I knew it. Okay. So damage wise, you're gonna take twenty two points of piercing damage. Okay. And then it also has this venom. As it bites into you, you can feel it pulsating the venom into your body. I need you to make a. Uh, a DC 21 fortitude save. 
lord. Okay. <laughs> nope, I failed. Okay, that's a critical fail, actually. Uh -huh. So here's what happens. The venom courses into you. It goes straight to stage two, which means you are now clumsy one and slowed one. Oh, okay. Clumsy one and slowed one. So slowed one means you take you have one less action on your turn, and clumsy one just means everything you do, I think you basically have like a negative one to anything that takes dexterity. Okay. Including your armor class, I believe that's what because. And then you're going to make a save at the end of your turn to see if the poison progresses or worse like if it worsens or like lessens okay but that's not it because it actually has a third action but it misses totally i'm next to my mausoleum bitch should actually only be a minus eight not a minus 10 because it's agile but it's the sheet's not picking it up right i don't know why but anyways it's still the third attack misses all right mukta you've lost all right as it ran around the corner for me Every time you new large something cool, Mukta misses it. Yep. <laughs> no, yep. no, don't It's so it. true. He was behind the tree, so he should just hide behind the tree all the time now. First movement, 30 feet. Second action, take another step. Third action, quick draw, strike with my rapier. Okay. Go kill it. It's flat-footed? It is flat-footed, yeah, because you guys are flanking it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's going to miss. Yeah, that's my turn, too. Critical miss, actually. Okay. Wow. All right. Kyle is going to move up. So he doesn't... Uh, actually, he'll just make them make him do a DC 18 dexterity. Or reflex save, excuse me. Okay, that is a 15. So that's a fail. Five. So that's five points. Five points. Five points, still up. Clinging to life with barely any hit points, but it is up. Oh. I can't do anything with my action. One one action. Yeah, that's my turn. Top of the round. Round Actually, four. Combat the, oh, sorry, good. I'll I'll give Nulara guidance. Uh, it has, takes one action and it's 30 feet. Top of the round, Clovis. Okay. Uh, Nular has I'm guidance. Because you know, does have guidance. Me. I knew it was cold, but I'm going to try it anyways. So I'm going to do Ray of Frost. Okay. Uh, 16 misses. Oh, shit today. You used your hero point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just move up here a little closer. Okay. Nulara. One Nulara. Finish your mouth, Nulara. Come on. You're uh, you're weakened. You're clumsy. What is it? You're clumsy, I'm clumsy and and I'm slow. Slowed. Yeah. So slowed one means you only get two actions. You lose one of your actions. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. So for my first action, um, hitting it with my morning star again. No power attack. Okay. No power attack. Because um, I'm gonna die if I do a power attack. Oh boy, 19. 19 misses. Oh no! Oh, with the guidance. I have guidance. So 20? 20? Does that... guidance, plus does guidance one. work on attacks? I think it does, right? Plus one status bonus to one attack roll, perception check, saving throw, or skill check. Okay. Oh, 20. Thank you, Hal. And the target's flat footed. Oh my god. Okay. The target is flat footed. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for calling that out. That was perfect caught. So with, with the flat footedness and the guidance, that hits. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my land. <laughs> Way to dig out every Five. advantage you have. <laughs> Five New Lara. How would you like to do this? Oh, Let's God. go. Yes. I'm gonna die. All right. So, um, feeling my knees buckle, I'm going to, for the first time, actually feel the, the presence of the spirit that's inside my mausoleum, and then swing as hard as I can with the poison coursing through my body mm -hmm. at, uh, against this spider. Just hoping for the best, honestly. Okay. And yeah, the the thing, uh, it, it dies, it rolls over, and like as a spider, it, like all the legs like curl in and it's lying there in a puddle of like acid venom that oily co thing covering it and this thing is like for sure just ended and we are out of combat and you guys have succeeded i fall on my butt on the grass yeah at the end of your turn make another fortitude saving throw for me all right fortitude for experience you guys all earn 80 experience time. for that fight Oh, natural 20, nice. And with that, you managed to push the effects of the poison out of your body at the end of your turn. So you're nice. no longer... It would only last, like, you don't know, right? Because as a character, you don't know. But, like, the way poisons work is it's said it lasts for up to a maximum of six rounds if you keep failing. Oh, damn. Um, some things can advance so bad and make it worse. But with your natural 20, you succeed and push it two stages successful, and the venom no longer affects you. And you are not clumsy, not whatever the other thing was, slowed. I'll uh, cast Soothe again on Nulara for okay. 11 health. Ah, thank you. And yeah, you guys catch your breath. If you, you like wait for the next threat to see if anything else is coming, but it, it seems like it's not the light. The, the blue glowing light has gone away. There's no more concentrated beam. The graveyard, the town, everything seems saved. I'll go sit back up against the mausoleum. And start playing a, a melancholy tune. Da -da -dun 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 -dun. No, not Ghostbusters. And <laughs> uh, do, uh. do refocus for 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah, for every 10 minutes you spend, you can get back a focus point. I believe that's how it works. I will look for my dagger. Yeah, no problem. It's, How's uh, everybody doing on it? Funnily hip? enough, it's actually not far from where the spider died. So maybe it, like, like one of its like severed legs is like covering yeah. your dagger, but you find it. Perhaps, Mukta, you can look at these bones and see if there was anything of value. If you remember, we pulled off a golden tooth. Was it a tooth or an earring? One of those things from the guy inside the lighthouse last time. Yeah, that was a golden tooth. I will investigate the bodies. Sure. Yeah, you go over the bodies and look for any sort of valuables. Um, surprisingly, these people were not buried with any sort of valuables. They just look like normal common folk that have been buried here for who knows how long, depending on zombies or skeletons, hundreds of years. And they weren't buried with any of their valuables. They don't actually have anything. Let me just double check, but I don't think they have anything of value on them. Um, they do not. I would like to try to see if anything valuable can be taken off the creature's body. Yeah, that's, that's a different sort of uh, story, right? Because this thing, you know it has like venom and stuff in it. Venom, oil... The glands might be mm, useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you're pretty sure that with the right sort of skill, you should be able to, you know, spend about 10 minutes and extract the oil from this creature. This thing has like oil glands that keep it kind of coated in um, 
you know, the stuff that made that like sprayed all over Nulara and Clovis and stuff, you would be able to harvest that from its uh, dead body. Uh, perfect. I just found my dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need yeah. some help? If you're willing to get your hands dirty, of course. Give me uh, just it would a few be a, more minutes. It would be a crafting check to extract the the. the Extract it from the creature. So right, silly. Got it. Not silly, but surprisingly, it's a crafting check to make this uh, extraction. I'll send. I'll play some music for Mukta and give him guidance if he wants All to right. do that. Uh, definitely. It's a plus so one. So that is a plus one. Yep. And this is going to be a DC twenty-one crafting check. Ooh. You're also going to need something to put the the oil in, like a container of some sort. It's gonna, you're gonna extract enough of this to make like one bulk of material. So, does anyone have anything I can put this oil vent in when I'm done? A backpack or something? Like a vial? I have a back. It's yeah, probably gonna be more backpack. than a vial, right? You could extract just a vial's worth if that's all you have, but really you're looking for something bigger, like a like a uh, water tank, probably better. You, do you think any of these people were any of the town folks' relatives? Probably too old, right? Oh, well, I'm going to go collect all the <laughs> skeleton skulls, and I'm going oh. to then put all the oil in the skulls. Just extract <laughs> it into the skulls? That's That works for me. It's just you guys are going to be, like, all, like, kind of carefully carrying these skulls for the full stuff, but that's I awesome. Ha I have this water skin, Mukta, if you want it. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you probably won't be able to use the water skin after that. The oil, this oil won't wash out. But this stuff's going to be pretty valuable, too. It's okay, I could just buy another water skin. All right, so we have water skin and skulls. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's, <laughs> so let's make that crafting check. All right, let me add the plus one. Remember, no try. You got to do. Oh. Yay! That was 21. No, that was, that was, it was oh, one it's, off. Okay. 21. Did, did it add? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, yeah, status added. bonus. Oh. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't like, it wasn't a failure or anything like that. I mean, it wasn't a critical failure. It's just a bare, like a little bit of a failure. So um, let me see what I could do. Poured it in and it all ran out the eyeball. Damn it. Let me see what I could do. And is guidance a circumstance bonus? Guidance is a status bonus. I don't know if aid's a status so bonus. Somebody, somebody could aid if somebody else wants to make a DC 21 aid check to push them over the edge. Oh, yeah. I put it as a. Circumstance bonus, my bad. I might cause more. It's, it's, it doesn't usually matter. So, it's... I mean, I've yeah. already failed. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's going to. It's it's not going to like you didn't fail enough to ruin the thing. It's just you waste ten minutes and you're not able to actually get it because you didn't critically fail. I'm about to do it, and then I realize skulls. The thing with skulls is that they have eye sockets. <laughs> so if you put oil in them, it's just going to come out the eye sockets. So <laughs> yeah. So so um, you didn't ruin it because you didn't critically fail. So if you want to regroup after you spend ten minutes and try it again for another ten minutes, you can. You won't have guidance I mean, this time. I mean, if we're either it's either that or just leave the body to rot anyway. So might as well try. Right. Might as well. Just, the only thing that's costing you is time, and there doesn't seem to be a premium on that at the moment. I mean, Nulara, you like to spend time in this uh, graveyard anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, give me another crafting check. All right. Let me... Yes! Ace. Boom. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yes! 
Yeah. With a little bit of help and like refocusing and learning from your mistakes, you are able to, in these water skins and skulls, extract a total of one bulk worth of this Scalothorax oil, and you drain all the oil out of this creature. So there's there you can this oil works in two ways. One, you can use it to craft either something alchemical that deals fire damage. And if you do, if, if something would deal fire damage or be like slippery, it gets a plus one item bonus to crafting it. So like if you wanted to make fire bombs out of it or something like that, if you had crafting and you could make alchemy stuff, you could do that. Cool. If you don't, you could also use it as lantern oil because it burns like oil, but it's worth, the amount of that you've extracted is worth 20 gold on the market. So you could trade this in town for 20 gold essentially. So you've turned... The body itself didn't have loot, but you were able to extract 20 gold worth of loot from its dead body. Good job. Uh, Mukta could use a short bow to be more effective in these kind of fights, because Mukta literally did absolutely nothing for that spider. <laughs> and uh, around this time, the oil that was coating you, Clovis, it starts, like, it finally like, sub like goes off you, and you're able... You're no longer covered in that oil that you could feel, like, one match would, like, set you off, right? Like, dry timber. But what would you guys like so to do much next? For my bath, I'll <laughs> I'll use a focus point and do lay on hands on Ulara. I, uh, give... What are your what's your current hit points? Um, right now I'm pretty good. Um, at 29 out of 34. I give you six if you didn't do that. I, Go I ahead. added that already. Okay. I just want to make sure I understand. So I have good berry. Mm -hmm. So it's it. You do. I have two focus points, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes one focus point for one good berry. Is that? Yes. So I will give her a good berry, and then I'm going to also eat a good berry. Okay. Yes. Yeah, cast those. But yeah, good berries in this game guys. are not, not a one hit point thing, right? It's like an actual healing potion kind of. Yeah, for real. It's nice. Yep. Two actions That's cool. in combat to use one of them. Yeah. Plus, when you make it, it lasts for like, what, 10 minutes or something like that? Yeah. So you say it's like uh, 10 minutes uh, to get your focus points back? Is that how that works? Yes. Ten minutes per, yep. Per focus point, okay. Yep. Yep. Ten minutes per focus point. Yeah. So you know you're doing the good berry healing and Mukta is like extracting the oil and there's you know everyone's been pretty close to death today because this is like still the night of the same day where Mukta almost died and now Nulara almost died. Clothes got pretty hurt. And how we already know how how to brush with death. So everyone's been on death door. So good job. <laughs> so are, are there still like skeletons and zombies trying to jump out of the cliff? Or it seems like they've all like you guys have gotten all the stragglers. All the rest have thrown themselves off the cliff. And with the beam gone, it, it seems like everything has stopped. It's quiet again in the graveyard. Other than all these like grays that the zombies and skeletons have clawed their ways out of the ground to kind of wander. Um, it's back to normal quiet. Foggy night, moon in the sky. I think, like, you guys start making your way back towards town, precariously carrying your, like, oil, your Scalothrax oil and your skulls and stuff. And um, there's a bunch of, like, nervous-looking town guards, like, standing just outside the graveyard that look like they're unsure if you guys are, like, like actually zombies and stuff. But as you emerge from the fog, they realize that you guys have, like, you know, come out, survived. So one of the guards is, like, shaking right and he's asking you like whoa, whoa what happened it's all taken care of well, this is not my job 
Description? Is this your town? Do you live here? I, I do, yeah. Does your family live here? Yeah. Then we did your jobs. Good night. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, right? But they don't see it that yes. way. Yes. Yes, Mukta, yes. Do you want to try to, like, intimidate him into, like, making an impression? Or, like, what's... No. Do you, no? Okay. No. So they're, like, quivering, right? And then they, like, kind of escort you guys back towards the town where people are kind of, like, going, like, a little nuts. And you see a man who um, looks to be surrounded by, like, a lot of the town's guards and stuff. And he he sort of pushes his way in front of everyone with you and the guards. And he's, he said, like, he asks, like, what's going on? And the guard, like, looks at you and looks at them. And then he, like, hangs his head low and he puts his hand over his shoulder with his thumb. And he goes, they, uh... They did our jobs for us. And, like, this man who maybe you mechanize him, maybe you don't, but it becomes very apparent shortly that this guy carries some clout and some power in the town. And he immediately, like, kind of walks over to you guys, and he tells, like, oh, let's let's gather this stuff. So they try to, like, send some of the guards over to take these, like, skulls full of oil away from you guys to kind of free your hands. And then he he, he very, like, uh, gruffly, like, grabs your hand and wants to shake each one of your hands one by one. And he introduces himself as the uh, the mayor of this town, Mayor Osif Menhems. So I think I have... Menhems? Yeah, I think I have a handout for his face. So, yeah, here. Mayor oh. Osif Menhems. This is what he looks like. And he's, like, shaking your hand one by one, like, thank you, thank you, you've done a great job. And, like, he, he loudly proclaims in front of, like, the whole town, like, citizens, we have nothing to fear. These heroes have saved the town. And he, like, leans, well, what's your guys' names again? Do you guys have a name? I heard it was the Ghostbusters. You could just put, we have a temporary name. It's called Not the Ghostbusters. Spirit Busters. I mean, technically tonight you can call us the town guard. <laughs> yes, that's mm. true. Mm. He like side glances you a little bit and he does not proclaim you the town guard in front of everyone. But he does say you are the heroes of Otari. Let's leave it at that. And there's a big cl clapping as you see like all eyes in this town, everyone is like looking at you. And it seems in this moment, you've successfully kind of elevated your status by protecting the town and destroying this threat. Pretty much everyone either knows who you are now or will very surely hear the talk of the town that you guys kind of defended everyone. I think at that, we fade to black as you guys get a nice, well-deserved night's rest, collapsing into your beds or baths or whatever you wanted to do. Um, before the story continues the next morning. So I think that'll do it for tonight.